0: Well, hello, Patrick, and everyone out there listening. This is Jamie, and we're doing another Devo uh, with Patrick and Jamie.
1: Oh, yeah. So last Sunday, we did a devotional on John chapter 3, and today we are also going to be in John, but chapter 12. And in the last one, we did talk about Bible passages on in and out cups and papers and all that. Someone commented on the YouTube video of the devotional saying, recently for me, on the cup was Proverbs 3, verse 5. And on the French fry container was Proverbs 24, verse 16.
0: Okay. So Proverbs 3, 5 is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yep.
1: And Proverbs Um, 24, 16 is, for though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when the c-
0: cal- ma- c- calamity strikes. That's funny that that's on a hamburger wrapper. Yeah, calamity's gonna strike and you're gonna fall when you eat this hamburger. I'm like no. almost wondering if maybe I. <laughs> no, that's the right passage. No, yeah, no, I believe you. I'm sure it's all wondering... Google. How, if something is able to be googled, does that mean it's Googleable? Yeah, <laughs> that's hard to say.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it is Google-able. Google-able. So thank you for uh, commenting. And with that helpful in and out information, we appreciate it. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And I even went and commented back. So if you didn't notice, I did message you back. So there we go. Jesus predicts his death out of John chapter 12. We're going to look at verses 20 through 33. Jamie,
0: I read on Wednesday. So this is all you. All right, 20 to 33, here we go. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies... It remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Well, anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servants also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled. And what and what shall I say, Father? Save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came uh, to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I need to continue through 33? Yeah. Okay, I'll start with 30 again. Um, So Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment. On this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, festival time. Yeah, man, this is a rough one. Can I tell you why? Yeah. Have you ever had a situation where you went to ask someone a question and you got a whole lot more than you really uh, bargained for? Yeah. That's kind of what's going on here, right? Yeah. It's like (laughs) these people are like, hey, we want to see Jesus. And all of a sudden they get this like epic like voice from heaven and booming. And they're like, whoa, whoa, hey. We (laughs) We just wanted to get a selfie. Like we weren't looking like for this whole like giant involved thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: right. (laughs) So they got a lot more than they bargained for, but... Certainly did. So anyway, the Greeks are out and about. And they said, we would like to see Jesus. And Jesus responded in red letter. The hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Cool. I mean, that sounds like... Can you imagine Jesus saying that? Yeah, you'd be like, 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 whoa.
0: You're yeah. like, oh, here it is. Now, to put it in context, he had just come into Jerusalem uh, riding, like as king, basically, riding on a colt. Mm-hmm. And um, and he came, he came in doing this and people were singing, you know, or saying, Hosanna, blesses you who comes in the name of the Lord. People would have thought like, man, this is like the king is here, like he's arrived, you know, this is like the glory of the hype. So when Jesus says like the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified, this was like, like you said, this would have been like, okay, game on, you know, all the people who think Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is going to take over Jerusalem. I mean, they really thought this would start a war, right? This was going to be, this person is going to rise up. is going to kick out the Roman oppressors is going to kick out all the other nations that, that might try to have some claim to their, to Israel. Uh, this person was going to be like the new one and everyone was going to start a battle. And maybe God was going to show up and like, you know, wipe out all the bad guys. And now all the good guys are going to, you know, be together. They're yeah. expecting something that big to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus continues just saying very truly. I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls on the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed, but if it dies, it produces many seeds.
0: Whoa, right? This is, yeah. this is one of those phrases that's in the Bible that you might be able to tell someone came from like a different religion. You know, uh-huh. it almost sounds like it could be some sort of a, you know, saying of Confucius or something like that. <laughs> um, but but no, this is something that Jesus said, right? He's like, and if you think about it, it's, it's really true. You know, if you have like one seed, and it drops on the ground, and it dies, and it produces a tree or a bush or a plant, that's going to produce thousands of other seeds. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're thinking about if you're a disciple at this point, right? You're like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Is yeah. Gonna, like
1: what? And he continues on saying anyone who loves their life will lose it. Well, anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And he yes. continues to say, whoever serves me must follow me and where I am. My servant also will be my father will, will honor the one who serves me. So a lot of like trippy, like,
0: yeah, it's some pretty trippy talk. (laughs) And Jesus is, you know, in some of this, you look at this and like, Jesus knew what he was going to have to do. He knew that he was about ready to, to go through a terrible experience of, of being convicted in a, in a false trial of being uh, beaten up. Um, Of being mocked, of being voted against by the people, uh, and of ultimately suffering and dying like this is what's about to happen, and he knows it's coming, and so his, you know, his mind is in that place of thinking about it. Um, and he says some things that are true, right? If you love your life, you'll lose it. Um, if you hate, you know, if you hate your life again, he doesn't say you should hate yourself. That's not what that's about. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of looking at the opposition. Anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So the idea is, there's things that are bigger than what you just than what you can see right now. Right. Um, and if you want to serve Jesus, you're going to follow him, uh, and you're going to go where he's at because um, the servants will be there too. And so he he's trying to follow God in all of this, and he wants people to follow him. But he knows this is hard. The disciples are going to bail on him, right? Yeah. Um, like Peter's going to straight up deny him multiple times. That's pretty harsh. Peter's yeah. the one who's like hardcore. Uh, so Jesus is like, he's he's kind of having this like deep, tragic, like mental emotional anguish. Right. Now, no, I don't mean to get like super crazy deep, but like. Pat, have you ever been in a place where you're just like really like having deep mental and emotional anguish? Uh,
1: sure. Yeah. I mean, nothing comes to mind like instantly, but like, I don't know. It's I guess when I like tore my ACL, yeah, that was like emotional anguish. It was a physical cause it hurt, but it was like emotional, spiritual uh, a lot of things that I love and ways that I felt connected to God were going to be kind of stripped away for over a year if I wasn't able to surf for a year. So there's a emotional, big emotional part with all of that and spiritual, spiritual challenge too. Yeah. But I learned a lot from it. I mean, not being able to do anything beyond faster than a slow walk. Like that was the only exercise I was allowed to do taught me how to really slow down and like, listen to Christ instead of always just being on the move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's something, yeah. And you kind of bring up a good point, like mental anguish and physical anguish, like sometimes those go together pretty well, you know, like one right. can even like can draw one into, you know, the other or whatever. But if you're listening to this and you've gone through some like, deep anguish or, or you're about to or you see it coming sometimes the worst thing is seeing it coming you know yeah like it hasn't hit yet but it's about to hit and it's it's kind of like when you're like maybe you've slipped before and and fallen on the ground and like you fall and you hit and you're like this is gonna hurt like you can just tell yeah. like it doesn't hurt yet but you, you know so, like i broke something or so, i yeah. sprained something yeah um jesus is like fully in that place he's like this is gonna hurt Uh, but he remembers, he remembers like who he is and why he's there and that he needs that the father will honor the one who serves him. Um, and then verse 27, he says, now my soul is troubled. Um, and that's, that's like kind of crazy to hear. Like, you know, at the beginning of this phrase, you hear the idea of, um, of, he says the son of man will be glorified and everyone would be like, yeah, you know, you think it'd be like a big cheering, like everyone would be happy about it. And right. then he he's at the end of this and he's like, now my soul is troubled. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute, but you're going to be glorified. Why are you going to be troubled? Um,
1: Shows that Jesus is, was human. Yeah. You know? That's uh, right. If you like know your, your death is coming, your soul. I mean, I, I've never been in that, place in my life obviously that I knew specifically when my death was coming but if i knew that'd be troubling for my for my soul i can imagine people that hear they have some sort of a terminal cancer that's probably very troubling for their soul i think yeah. jesus is in that in that moment and shows that he has emotions is human
0: like was one of us you know what i mean yes and, and he's processing it out loud. And I think this is happening so that we can see that he's human and that he also understands everything. So yeah. he says, my soul's troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. And that's what I would expect, you know, right. like yeah. if you're in the middle of a hard thing and it's painful and it's not fair and it's wrong, what would your prayer be? Like, Lord, save me, you know? Right. And, and that's a really good prayer to have, by the way, if any of you have been in a situation where things are not going well, where you're not, you know, you're in trouble, you're hurt, you need help. Father, save me is a fantastic prayer to pray. Yeah. Um, so he gets to the point where he's saying, you know, what should should I say that? Father, save me. And then he answers his own question. He's like, no. Yeah. It was for, for this very reason. Yeah yeah came to this hour father glorify
1: your name yeah he jesus knew he like he wasn't he wasn't uh he wasn't dumb he's very smart he knew
0: what was going to happen could you imagine the conversation that jesus would have with the father like we're get we get a little like kind of a glimpse in this but but i just think like god is like okay i need you to do this and jesus could say well yeah but that's not fair You know, like Mm -hmm. it's not fair that I would be convicted. I didn't do anything wrong or, but wait, that hurts really bad. That's like, what about my rights? You know, think about Jesus trying to protect his rights. He's like, what about my rights? What about my, you know, what I want? What about, and the cool thing is, is that Jesus is God and God, the father, they're, they're this three in one Trinity thing going on where they know they have the same desire. Right. Yeah. They have the same desire. They have the same will. They want this thing to happen even though Jesus own humanity is like just so troubled. So I learned a couple of things from this. One is it's okay to be troubled when God is taking you through a really tough thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's okay to process it. It's okay to process it out loud. Uh, and and the cool thing here is God doesn't show up and say, "Okay, it's fine. I'll take the pain away from you. We'll like make this good." Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice from heaven says something different, right? <laughs> yeah, I have glorified
1: it, and it will glorify and will glorify it again. And I really do appreciate how Jesus continually, even in the in the midst of him processing all of this and explaining what's going to happen, takes opportunities to teach the crowds that have gathered because mm-hmm. in verse 30, Jesus says this voice was for your benefit, not mine. He yep. said, father glorify your name. And God responded. And Jesus is saying, this is not, this is not like for, for me, this wasn't yeah. a, com- a comment directed <laughs> to me. This was right. a comment directed to you.
0: Yep. And, and G yeah, and that's cause, you know, we, and I think they'll learn later. They're like, oh wait, Jesus was God. Jesus had this connection with God where he didn't—he didn't need to have an audible voice, right? You know, this had happened several times before. Um, it had happened at the Transfiguration. It had happened when uh, Jesus was baptized. There was a, these audible voices uh, of God saying, "This is my Son with whom I'm well pleased." Jesus now is—is is glorified uh, or is getting close to this idea of him being glorified. And like you said, yeah, it's not for his benefit. He knows. He knows he's doing the right thing, but it's for the people, so the people can can see and can know and can believe. Yeah.
1: And he even continues to say in verse 31, "Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, and I, when I am lifted up from earth, will draw all people to myself." What yeah. an epic statement.
0: Yes. And, you know, when he says, when I, you know, being lifted up from the the earth, um, you can look at that and think of him being lifted up on the cross. You can also look at that as, as him being ascended into heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, he will draw people to himself. The prince of the world would be, uh, the devil, um, Satan, whatever, whatever type of word you would want to use for that. Um, and Satan will be dri- will be driven out. So the work of the cross is the work that defeats, uh, the enemy. Yeah. And so Jesus is like, this is Jesus is doing his, uh, his kind of ultimate, um, uh, his ultimate way of dealing with sin and death and bad. And that is giving himself up. So this is a pretty epic thing that's happening. Yeah. And like you said at the beginning, <laughs> those Greeks they,
1: they asked and they got a lot more than what they, what they were probably a lot more
0: than what they bargained for. They're probably thinking like, yeah, man, well, I'll, I just want to get his autograph or, <laughs> or maybe they're like, yeah, maybe he'll give us like a blessing. And instead they get this like epic thing and the voice of God shows up um, and thunders like, this is not what they were bargaining for. And and there's a point to that too. And I think it's that when we approach Jesus um, when we even want to get a little bit of Jesus, we usually get a whole lot more than we bargain for. Right. Yeah. Like you may want Jesus, uh, in your life cause you want to feel good. Mm. And maybe you will feel good, but maybe Jesus will call you to live better. Uh, or you may want to draw towards Jesus because you want to, you know, some people like might want to get baptized so that their family will be happy that they're baptized. Yeah. And maybe as they draw towards Jesus, they'll realize, oh, this stuff is real. Like, I really have a mission and purpose in my life. Yeah. You may draw towards Jesus because your friends are drawing towards Jesus. Um, like, for example, you might go to camp or you might go to, you know, a Christian like concert or or event or something. Just thinking like, oh, I'm just going to check it out. And the next thing you know, you might have a brand new purpose for your life. Yeah. Uh, and this is just what happens. Whenever we kind of come humbly to Jesus um, and we don't bring giant expectations to it, we just we just come to Jesus, uh, Jesus has a way of showing up in bigger ways than, than we showed up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a good word. Uh, God will be glorified, glorified, Jesus was glorified. And here's a great example of that happening. Yeah. Praise be to
1: God. Thank you for checking out today's devotional. Bye friends.